everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we're here talking about video games. No, I'm kidding. We're talking about fast food. I had Arby's for dinner. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Fucking gotcha. You got juked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a fast food podcast now. Something. It, it was for a little while there at first. Yeah, that's true. It's it's the newest thing in our lives at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Dude, Arby's is back. I know everyone talks about BK well, being back. I don't know. Arby's wait. is pretty good. Are either of them back? I don't know. I think both of them. Listen, Burger I know they're on the to. lower. I won't defend it though. I won't say yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's fair. They're on the lower tail end of the spectrum of the the fast food restaurants. But all I gotta say is it surprised me with how good the sliders were recently. I'm like, man, Arby's, way to go. <laughs> good, good, good work. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it varies. Like every, even if it's the same franchise, like every location I go to seems to be a little different in quality. So. Yeah. Uh, it's always a toss-up, but... That's fair. But yeah. sleeper hit, Arby's, go check them out if you haven't in a while. I'm just kidding. We're not sponsored at all. But no, uh, Brent, what's God, good with you? The dream. That Arby's <laughs> money. To make money on this show at all? No, we... we <laughs> in any have way. lost money. <laughs> we, we've lost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... I ate some microwavable meal. Not fast food today. Not yet. We'll see. He's still on the table. Uh, turns out the week you want to do a fast food podcast, I also don't have much to contribute. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's no a Wendy's near me. That's that's new. I haven't had a Wendy's in a while. I don't know why they still have bacon on everything. Their bacon's garbage. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with that. Uh, get the, what, I guess it is bacon something or other. The pub sandwich where it's got the pretzels on it. I wonder if you guys have that out there. Oh, yeah, the pretzel buns. Yeah, it's, yes. got, it's got like bacon on it and it's got like... It's got some other shit on it I didn't care for, so I never got it. It's got, like, onions or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, there's a whole lot of stuff on there, but it's tasty. I'm not crazy about bacon, so I found out Wendy's is, like, 80% bacon. It's like, oh, there goes there goes that option. Yeah, that's but fair. I just don't get it. I don't get the hype. It's just salty no, jerky. Like I, It really is. I don't. I enjoy it, but I also don't get the hype myself. I, I yeah. know friends of mine that are just, like, oh, like salivate at just even talking about it, but... Hopefully that's what's happening to our listeners right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're talking about something other, some other bullshit to make you crave us to actually talk about video games for once. Exactly. So hopefully now that we start transitioning over to video games, uh, <laughs> you continue to drool over. Uh, wait, what? What do we uh, got? Skyward you, Sword HD? No, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> ooh, I, ooh, ooh, like I can't judge. Like my favorite Zelda game is Twilight Princess, and I say favorite. Not best. I'm not going to say it's the best, because God knows Basta will fly out here and rip me a new one. So I'm not going to say it's the best, but it's my favorite Zelda game. So I can't judge too harshly. But man, Skyward Sword sucks. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Uh, I've only seen a little bit of gameplay footage just actually earlier this morning. A streamer uh, that I followed, uh, Parmigiana, she usually plays Fall Guys. She's doing some Zelda lately, and one of them being uh, Skyward Sword. And man... I'm glad she's playing it, not me. I don't know. I If I want a Zelda fix, I guess I'll go Breath of the Wild. Then again, I'm one of those weird instances where I, I the only real Zelda game I've played is Breath of the Wild. So I feel like That's I was spoiled by yeah being given like the open world experience. Uh, but yeah, this game just looks different. I don't know. What's your experience with it? Why do you not like it? <laughs> because I played it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played it back uh, when I was on the Wii when it came out. And you had to buy the Wii Motion Plus attachment to the controller because, like in Twilight Princess, which came out on the Wii and GameCube, I had it for the GameCube, so I didn't have as much problems with it. Um, 
It's a lot of motion controls in their yeah. Skyward Sword, and that doesn't work great when the motion controls aren't great. You needed the Wii Motion Plus just to even play it because you needed to improve the motion controls as much as you could. Um, the one I got was a built-in controller with it for like the anniversary edition. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of a pain in the dick to use a lot of the mechanics. It's cool using that the sword response to where the Wii Mode is. Like that's neat. Uh, it's a gimmick that gets kind of tiring really quick, and you end up just slashing like a maniac to kill the enemy as fast as you can without using any of the actual tactics or skill of like using this precision strike across to break the shield and then stabbing them to get through their arm. You end up just slashing like. It's the equivalent of button mashing, where you're just waving the Wii remote around like crazy just to get it over with as fast as possible. Right. So, there's a bit of that with Breath of the Wild, with the Joy-Cons and some of the controls. Uh, some people hate it, some people like it, some people really break it, like, you know, Skyrim level, like, real jank, uh, <laughs> finding the gimmicks and glitches with it. Yeah. Um, but none of it's, like, inherent to the gameplay. A lot of it's the, like, tablet controls in Breath of the Wild. For the, the Sheikah Slate. Yeah, and solving those puzzles, yep. Yeah, solving the shrine puzzles. Other than the shrines, there aren't a ton of motion control to reliant things. Skyward Sword is almost entirely motion control, so it's everything. Yikes. So it, okay. gets, it gets exhausting really fast. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Besides that, the story's not great. It's like the origin of all Zelda games. Like, it's the, you know, points, like, you know, it's Zelda 1. It's the origin of where all that stuff comes from. And it. I honestly think making all the Zelda games canonical and, and the same timeline, or connecting timelines, was just a bad idea. I right. Think, I think it would have been better if it was Final Fantasy. We're like, they're all disconnected. 100%, yeah. But once, I think after, I think it was after Ocarina of Time, somewhere around that era, the, Nintendo revealed that they are all connected in a timeline. And Ocarina, it's pretty linear up to Ocarina Time, and then Ocarina Time splits into three timelines. One, right. one, one where Link wins, one where Link loses as a kid, and one where Link loses as an adult, I think. Okay. Um, and Skyward Sword is the very beginning of all of that. Plot-wise, you kind of see the reason why Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf are all kind of reincarnated in every iteration and are always the main characters. Is it a good reason? No, it's it's because they are. Like, that's it. There's no real in-depth lore to it besides that's what they're destined to be. Right. Um, the new villain in it was kind of cool, but really weird. He's like a weird sexual clown man. <laughs> um, I liked Twilight's Princess because they tried a new villain that wasn't just Ganondorf again. Uh, like Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword ends up being, gotcha, it was Ganondorf the whole time. We tricked you. We bamboozled you. Yeah. So you think it's a new villain, and he's just a puppet being controlled by Ganondorf. Uh, Fee is just annoying, the assistant character who's just a robot. Like, she has no personality. She's literally just very clinical, statistical, like, this is what this is. And just pops up all the time, and it's just not helpful ever. So it's just new Navi. Yeah, that's what I experienced today when watching the stream. It was that character popping up all the time over and over again saying something. I'm like, this is annoying as shit. <laughs> yeah, so there's just there's not a lot that's great about it in any regard. You fight this big monster thing three times, and it's the exact same fight all three times, and it's just really time-consuming. Um, yeah, it ain't great. 
if you're trying to play all the Zelda games, good luck. If you don't really care, you could skip a few. Definitely skip Skyward Sword. Yeah, that makes sense. But hey, now it's on HD. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Make more, nin- more money, Nintendo. I, <sighs> if it, people are biting on that one, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's it's the fandoms. They're going to buy anything no matter what, no matter how bad it is. We've seen it with all of these big titles. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I bought Skyward Sword. I thought, hey, it's Zelda. It's going to be good, right? No, no, it isn't. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that being said, we talked about how it would have been better if it was like just like maybe more or less like a multiverse with separate timelines. Well, and that's interesting that knowing that uh, Ocarina of Time is where it splits into three different ones. Yeah, uh, it brings up like something that happened recently with like it trending on the internet. Uh, are you watching the show Loki? I guess like that Marvel no. show. It's Me on neither. Disney Plus. Everyone's like freaking out about it though, and apparently the way it ended was like I don't know, hinting that Spider. Man is also now going to be a multiverse kind of situation where all the previous or all the current iterations of Spider-Man, you have Tom Holland, uh, the other two. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Garfield, Tony McGuire. Yes, exactly. And they might be working together in like the next Spider-Man movie. Uh, what's it called? No Way Home. I love how it goes far from or what? Homecoming, Far From Home, and now the third one's gonna be No Way Home. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, but. Yeah, interesting people are sharing, like, like screenshots and theories that these three guys are going to be all working together in the same movie. And how would that work if, if – I guess it just kind of solidifies the whole multiverse uh, idea they're going with in the Marvel franchise. I mean, the Marvel comics have always had parallel universes. Like, that's that's just a staple of them. And so, yeah. much, so much so that some of the spinoff comics have – or some of the spinoff uh, parallel universes have gotten their own comic series for a good while. Like uh, – Age of Apocalypse and X-Men. Like, that had a good run of comics for a while. Some of the characters have actually transferred over to the main 616 universe and still exist in it. Um, so, Parallel Universes has always been a massive part of Marvel. Much to the chagrin of anyone trying to follow a coherent story. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But uh, the theory of multiple Spider-Men being in the next movie has been out there for a while. I think it's a big buzz now because I guess in Loki they're confirming it or hinting towards it now. Um, but that was always a fan theory for a long time, uh, particularly after the Into the Spider-Verse movie, because yes. that is a Spider-Man movie where there's a bunch of different Spider-Mans from different universes crossing over. So they're just like, hey, what if we did a live action Spider-Verse movie? And it's like, no, that's where the charm of Spider-Verse is, is in the animation because it was so unique and well done. But um, people are speculating this because, yeah, there's been talks about Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire reprising their roles. Marvel kind of has pseudo co-parental ownership of spider-man now because sony's letting them letting them see him on weekends uh, ever <laughs> since the avengers movies so like he's spider-man's kind of in the marvel universe now kind of but as long as sony's willing to let them so i guess that the fact that this happened in loki like i said i haven't watched it. i don't know what happened um but i guess the fact that they're teasing this means sony's like hey this is making us money and not bombing the spider-man you know, movie IPs like we've been doing for all of Andrew Garfield's run. Um, so, do I think this is a good idea? Sure. 
this is a good idea to capitalize on it and to get people's attention and the fandom like all riled up. Well, yeah. I think it'd be a good movie. Time will tell. I don't, I don't know. know either. I'm not sure either, but all I got to say is I fear in theory, I'm on board with this. It sounds like a lot of fun. I never even saw the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. I only, <laughs> no did. I did see the Tobey Maguire ones and I enjoyed uh, all of them except three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you watched any of them recently, Doug? There. Uh, not yeah, good. well, they they're always on television, and you catch some of it here and you get there. Bits and and like, yeah, exactly. Two is so, great. Two is the best one. Even that yeah, being definitely. said, it's it's pretty campy. It's, it's like ooh, this is it's clear before they got their footing of superhero movies. It was yeah. the pioneer of that. Definitely, but to see them all team up together would be pretty badass. I think the idea is they interact with uh, Doctor Strange, a, a character oh, I know yeah. nothing about. So I guess that's where all this like he's, multiverse and timeline stuff comes in into play. Yeah, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. So yeah, he's the one that's ripping open portals to all the different dimensions, most likely. Uh, I really hope they just do if they do Peter Parker, all these characters, all the actors playing Peter Parker, they do Peter Parker at different points of his life. And not just, hey, here's 43-year-old Tobey Maguire playing a 17-year-old again. Like, just make Peter Parker an adult. That's fine. Yeah. There's comics no. about that. He's got a kid in some of them. Like, it's okay. Let yeah, it be they old. definitely need it to be, like, where they currently are at in their age timeline to make it not weird. Yeah. it's But there's also the, in, there's also the Spider-Verse comics, which is before Into the Spider-Verse, which is just a crossover with all of the different dimensional Spider-Men teaming up and fighting like a big spider-man war uh, against like, <laughs> this one like weird family of like <laughs> it's a weird like interdimensional vampires that drain the energy of like it uh, it's weird it's so weird it's like the movie yeah. the one with jet lee but with spider-man oh, god okay so, like kind of like that interesting uh, but that has a lot of really fun different characters of spider-man that are some are canonical some are like we've already seen them like spider-ham and then some are new to that uh, new to that run of comics. So um, it seems like they're trying to profit off this multi-dimensional Spider-Man and being like, "Hey, Spider-Man is the one of the biggest selling superheroes of all time. Here's an excuse to just make all of these different variations of them canonical and to continue to sell." It's what Spawn did. That's why there's a thousand variations of Spawn because Todd McFarlane got into the merchandise game. And it's like, yo, there's big money in toys. Let me write the comic as an excuse. To sell these like different variations of like cowboy spawn and like future spawn and like old school movie monster spawn and like all these other variants. So right. it works. Definitely. And it brings all the fan bases together. If somebody's like, oh, I like Spider Man, but only Andrew Garfield, or I like Spider Man, but only Literally Tony no McGuire. one's ever said that. Dude. I don't know if Literally I know. No I, one's ever maybe said that. it's a big world, but if anybody <laughs> was in those camps, now it's like, oh, I'll give the Tom Holland movies a try because my homie's in it. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. I hear, because I didn't see him either, I hear Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man. And I think Tom Holland's <laughs> the best of them both. Oh my god, yeah. You can't be like, oh, look at this Andrew Garfield playing Peter Parker. Look at this schlubby little nerd. The, the motherfucker's 6'5 and a model. Like, he's yeah, not exactly. Peter Parker. He's, yeah, exactly. I think, well, and Tom Holland's a model too, but honestly, yeah, he just fair. gives off the perfect, like, young energy that I feel like is, like, a little... Uh, neighborhood friendly Spider-Man. I don't know. I, yeah. I definitely love his performance specifically. So yeah, had to shout that out with like, if we're talking about all this timeline stuff. Uh, but yeah, very much interested in No Way Home. I'm hoping we get a trailer soon and I'd hope it does confirm all these fan theories. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, 
hope people aren't too, well i was gonna say i hope people aren't getting too invested in the theories but it's it is the internet of course they are oh yeah because uh, they're gonna be pissed off if the theory is not correct but then they'll be pissed off if the theory is correct just because they're able to plan it so far ahead it's like those people are gonna be pissed off no matter what but yeah i'm curious to see what they do because i know spider-verse it did incredibly well it's one of my favorite movies of all time i've seen it like t- over 10 times um that's getting both a sequel, and then I think Spider-Gwen from that is getting her own show, and then I think there's going to be another show. I'm worried they're going to... Over the Spider-Man? Yeah, I, I'm worried, specifically Spider-Verse, because Spider-Verse was so good, and I genuinely don't think they'll ever be able to recapture that magic they got the first time. Yeah. Um. So I hope they don't beat that horse into the ground, but uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm almost positive Marvel's going to do that with their cinematic universe, but I hope Spider-Verse kind of... Cont- remains by itself and is able to stay as stay as good as it is. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, let's transition back into video games. Uh, that's the thing. I do have a little bit of an update, nothing too crazy. Um, yesterday, I did a, a stream on a Friday. I usually don't stream on Fridays, but I did my first attempt at the Kingdom Hearts speed run. I went into it uh, titling it like, this is practice. This isn't the actual run. The real run <laughs> is going to take me. place. Well, that's the thing. It's going to be going down on uh, the 24th of July uh, at the usual time when we stream around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's going to be a long uh, late night Kingdom Hearts speedrun attempt. But I was just doing this to get some practice in and kind of get like a, a an idea of where I'm currently at. And I remember when I started the stream, I'm like, oh, we're only going to do like the first half of the game. And then maybe another time I'll stream, I'll do the second half of the game. I ended up doing almost all of it. And I, it was a good <laughs> way of like giving me an idea of like where I'm at. So it took me, I want to say two and a half hours to get to Ooh, like the wow. Riku, the Riku fight in wow. Hollow Bastion. So like I still have at least a couple more. I want to say at least another one hour to go, maybe less, but I think I could beat the game in under four, which is mind blowing to me. I honestly Jeez. thought it would be four or less. I mean, four or more. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, my goal is to be under four, but we'll see. Also, there's so many v- factors, especially knowing I'm doing it on beginner, so everyone's like, oh, baby mode. It really is. But <laughs> yes, it's you're also, doing it for the first time. That's how you start something. Exactly. And also knowing that you're trying to speed run this game, going through as quickly as possible, you're fighting some of these like bosses at such a low level that it's like, fuck. So for instance, <laughs> uh, the maleficent dragon fight is Mm -hmm. there's like this insane strategy you have to do or else you won't be able to pull it off where you're just use you're spamming the stop spell and it's just like stop hit her hit her a bunch stop hit her a bunch stop hit her a bunch and if you like miss anything and like sometimes the way like my customization's configured i'll like heal instead of stop it's like oh my god that's just like a game ender and it's just like you also have to quickly throw in a elixir and stuff Mm -hmm. the menus and stuff as you're like trying to go through the game and have certain things memorized it's like at this point at this swap out for this keyblade uh equip this ability to goofy and then get out of here it's just like or go to the gummy ship and like quickly uh delete everything and uh remove the armor because apparently when they start off the game and give you a gummy ship the armor slows you down for no fucking reason so like there's certain things like that like if you're trying to go into this with the mind of a speedrunner, you're gonna want to take that into consideration so it's it's been interesting. I'm very happy knowing like two and a half hours to get that far into the game. So now I'm just going to be focusing on like kind of these 
endgame fights, Riku, uh, and Ansem, especially towards at the very end. Like, Ansem's such a fucking dick. I don't think I've beat him yet, so I'm gonna really struggle with that. There might be a point during the speedrun where it's like, I'm gonna go grind! Because, <laughs> like, I just wanna be able to fucking win and beat the game. But, uh, yeah, Riku's a fucking dick. There's some, there's like certain ways. I was watching a, a tutorial by a streamer called Bloody Biscuits. A very Ooh. interesting username. I know, right? But, uh, no, they, they're still streaming to this day. So shout out to them. Uh, and their, their tutorial is just like absolutely priceless as far as like getting someone through this like endeavor. It's so insane. But yeah, there's ways to stun lock Riku and like get them, uh, locked in like certain cycles and stuff. But man, it's all so precise. There's certain things like, if you use Dumbo to like skip a different, like as a summon to like, like ride him and fly to like a certain area and then like dismiss him, mm-hmm. like there's different skips and stuff you can accomplish. I'm not even doing some of those because they seem intimidating. So I'm just <laughs> doing the very best I can and pretty happy with my progress so far. And it gives me hope that I'll be able to do it when the time comes. So yeah, the 27th or I'm sorry, 24th, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta do those time skip or time skips. You gotta do those different kinds of skips and get good at them, so you can give yourself time so that you can grind. Like, give yourself an extra twenty minutes to grind. Exactly to get handsome. Well, it's funny you say that too, because I'm watching this kid. Uh, well, it's I say kid. Uh, he's one. His the video I'm watching is from kid, literally anyone younger than us. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but the video I'm watching is like at least like five years old or something, and um. In that, he says, I'm playing on a PlayStation 3, and I'm watching him, like, explain everything, and between certain, like, load times and, like, uh, cutscenes, the weight is just, like, insane to me, and I'm, like, playing on the PlayStation 5 being like, oh, I'm I'm beating him to, like, this next area as I'm, like, playing along, like, learning certain strats, and I'm thinking to myself, the load times on PlayStation 5 actually, like, You'd probably have an advantage when it comes. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I was saving time versus him. So like, I'm definitely when it comes to the actual speed run, I'm going to be doing it on the PS5 rather than the PS4 just for that specific purpose to give me as much of an edge as I can get. Yeah. I mean, speed runs, when they take official counts for it, you have to say uh, like what game it is, what version of the game it is. If it's like an online game and it gets updates, uh, you have to say what console you're playing on all for these various factors because there's some games. Some games where you can speedrun and be like, ah, you can abuse this load screen. Uh, there's a glitch in it that you can abuse and like cut the load screen in half or load time in half and skip through it. But they patch that out in later versions of the game. So you have to play this specific version to use this cheat. Right. So yeah, you got to write like if you're doing like, an official time, like a world time, you got to like get all that information down. Oh yeah, and there's there are a few skips I have for this run. Like one that comes to mind is called Hippo Hop Skip in the uh, deep jungle for the Tarzan world. If you go like up in this one area in the vines and examine this one flower, you can start like a time trial. And as soon as like the timer goes up in the the top of the right screen, you can just start and quit. And when you quit, it takes you to another area, and it's just oh. like perfect. And I'm like, wow. So stuff like that, I only found out through this tutorial. Same with like gummy ships. Like you're flying through this one area, and it's like once you see this, uh, quit, and it'll just take you exactly where you need to go. I'm like, for some reason, it thought. And that's the one like bane of every runner's existence in this game is this uh the chance that you don't get uh the Neverland boat to, like, appear on your gummy ship uh, trip. Like, so if you miss that on, like, your first attempt, it's, like, another 50 seconds or something for you to try uh, again. But the problem is you can miss multiple times, and it's yeah. not up to you. It's literally the game. RNG. So when I... 
Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. But uh, during my first attempt uh, yesterday, I didn't have that problem. So I was like, that's good. I hope during the real run, we don't run into that. But if we do, it is what it is. But, um, and that's the only, the last thing I'll say about it is, uh, people that are really serious about speedrunning Kingdom Hearts 1.5, a lot of them tend to do it in the Japanese version because the text is faster, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all these different tricks that, you know, streamline, even if it gets you like milliseconds, they add up. Yep. And, exactly. You know, whatever it takes. Um, awesome games done quick or AGDQ, uh, actually just wrapped up. Uh, they do like, two or three uh, big events a year now because they've gotten so popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the summer version of ADG- ADGQ uh, just finished uh, recently. And yeah, if you want to see speed runs, those are people who, you know, it's one, it's a guy who only speed runs one game for all year just to do it at the event because it's a charity. It's a fundraiser. Um, so yeah, there's people who do a ton of games and they know all of the tricks and all of the gimmicks to get through stuff. Um, I love watching old speed like games uh, speedruns of older games because they're glitchier and because they're able to take advantage of weird things. Um, Hell yeah. The community was able to figure out a glitch in Ocarina of Time that skips you from Kakariku Village, the starting village, to the end game, like to the final boss. Like but you have to position yourself in the weird corner of this tree trunk, backflip like seven <laughs> times, run yes. forward and skid, and then like place a bomb and like jump on the bomb when it explodes. And when it goes off, instead of just knocking you back like a foot, it launches you through the wall like of the world, and you just jump to the end fight against Ganon as Kid Link with no equipment. So it's I love just, that shit. It's so crazy to see like stuff like that. Hell yeah. No, that's amazing. So yeah, we'll see how it goes on the 24th. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm getting my practice in. Yeah, this Riku fight's a bitch. And like you said, people that play this uh, this one specific game like all year, the guy in the tutorial is like, I've put, I don't even want to know how many hours into just this one fight alone. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's that's my problem here. I, I'm going to have to focus on the Riku fight and the Ansem fight because the rest I think I've got in the bag. But that's, again, there's certain enemies called like Invisibles that are just absolute assholes where there's like, periods of time you actually can't do any damage to them and they just like fly around and are untouchable <laughs> and it's like fuck like that's uh, yeah talk about uh, the, the bane of an existence of a speedrunner god damn yeah yeah i mean there's certain certain games people avoid just because of stuff like that where it's like ah you're locked into this cutscene you know you'll never see a metal gear solid 4 speedrun because the cutscenes alone are like seven hours total. yeah my one friend even asked me when he found out i was doing the speed run he's like are you going to be skipping cutscenes?" i'm like absolutely <laughs> like, <laughs> if i didn't it would be another like four hours <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's crazy but yeah speed yeah. running is its own community and it's crazy to see people do those good stuff it's very impressive yeah, and then one other game I'm not currently playing, but I think I saw a streamer play briefly, and I wanted to shout it out because it came out fairly recently. Mm-hmm. It's called Octarina. Have you heard of this? No. Sounds like an octopus right. ballerina. Yeah, okay. So when I heard oct anything, I'm thinking octopus. Yes, it's got octopus involved. Um, and that's the thing. The I remember the streamer was like, should we play a game that involves an octopus? And I was immediately like, ooh, Octodad? Like, nope. <laughs> And he's, but it kind of plays similarly. Anyway, it's called Octarina. It says, use the sticky abilities of an octopus to jump, climb, and cause mayhem in the sushi factory. Discover your way to regain oh. freedom. So yeah, you are an octopus trying to escape the sushi factory. The controls are very goofy. You just kind of like roll around. It, it almost feels like Katamari in odd ways. Uh, oh, it's very cutesy and 
uh, indie feeling. I have, uh, so far mostly positive reviews, but, um, it is again, fairly new, only came out in May of this year. But yeah, if you're, if you need a new octopus game to check out, that's very kind of like <laughs> old, like, yeah, it does feel like Octodad to me as far as like the controls look just very wonky and just like you're meant to just kind of laugh and, uh, have fun with it. Nothing too serious. If you're burnt out on all those other old octopus games you've been playing at a time and yeah. time again, here's a new this is one. fresh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you dug yourself a weird hole, but here's a new th- here's a new branch to pull yourself up on. It looks like there's like a floors lava mode. I don't know. It looks fun. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then what was the last thing? I- oh yeah, the same streamer. Uh, I'll shout him out. Their name's Gnarly. Uh, very fun streamer. He was playing in a game called My Summer Car. This is not a new game at all, but uh, <laughs> it really piqued my interest as far as like how insane this simulator is. It's uh the ultimate car owning, building, fixing, tuning, maintenance, and permadeath life simulator. Uh, life survival simulator. So yeah, you have to like maintain uh your thirst your hunger uh your pee bar like all these different things that like like matter and uh you're trying to build a car and i remember just thinking to myself like uh this this will keep my interest for like five minutes Mm -hmm. but no it's it's completely super in-depth like every little piston and uh nail if you don't do everything very precisely nothing's going to work so i feel like this is one of those games you like need a manual to follow along or like there's a very big online community of like extremists for this game in fact one of the people in the chat was like i'm only watching the stream because you're playing this game specifically i just watch people who play this game only i'm like well that's interesting but yeah it's it's I don't know. It's it piqued my interest. Maybe you'll like it. Check it out. My summer car, but it is an older game. But uh, man, it there's just so much to do. That that's just owning a car. That's literally just owning a car. Like, I know it's, but in a video game, you literally like. So I think you can customize it in any way. But the problem is, you have to like actually go to the store and like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's just insane. owning a car. <laughs> it is. It really is. I think this game is for Mark. <laughs> it's it's certainly not for me. My my car's enough trouble as it is, so I don't. I don't need another virtual one to weigh me down. That's fair. But yeah, this one, uh, it played, it was very entertaining to watch. I'll say that much. <laughs> Leave it to the streamers, because yeah, I ain't touching that. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere <laughs> fair <there>. enough. <laughs> How about you, though, Brent? Have you been playing much these days? Uh, not a ton. Surprisingly to no one. Surprisingly to no one. Dabbling in Isaac every now and then, but I, honestly, I'm not even getting through full runs anymore, because I, I gotta run off and do something else. Um, streamed a bit of Knockout City with some friends. Uh, the streamer curse is very real. We did god awful when we were streaming, and then we did amazing when we weren't. So it's very much a thing. The streamer curse. Been there. Uh, yeah. Um. So we're playing that a bit. Uh. Yeah. Knockout City is the primary thing I've been playing lately. Um. Though I had to go in and get my car uh, checked out today, so I killed like two hours. And then I got uh, plane tickets to fly back and finally visit my family. We'll see how that goes in September because the Delta variant's going wild now. So, oh Jesus, fingers yeah. crossed we don't go into another lockdown by that time. Same, yeah. I have a, we just booked a wedding and vacation in Maine, so yeah. yikes. Travel plans. Who fucking needs them? Exactly. <laughs> um, but because I had to go in and wait for my car, and because I'm going to be on a plane soon, I was like, you know, let me get the switch. Let me turn that switch back on. Let me brush the dust off that and see see what I could play in there. Um, I still got Hyrule Warriors, which has just an absurd amount of content and characters to play as, and I'm like not even anywhere close to half of the characters I could fully play as. And I'm like, you know what? 
I don't need that right now. So, <laughs> so there's still plenty of stuff for me to do in that game, but I'm just I, I'm not. Uh, instead, I figured, why progress in anything? Why not just relapse back into uh, comfortable nostalgia and something I'm already familiar with and play uh, Hollow Knight again? Oh, nice. So I booted that back up and I was playing that uh, earlier. You're probably today. already farther than I was when I started <laughs> playing that game. I, I need to finish that game. God it's damn it. Very good. I'm at the green path. So I beat uh, Hornet and uh, got the, uh, I forget, was it, I think Moon Moth Cloak or whatever. It allows you to dash in the air. Okay. Um, yeah, Hollow Knight. It's fucking incredible. I dare say one of the best games in the last decade, easily. Like, easily. Um, the music, astounding. Character designs, wonderful. Endlessly charming while also hauntingly terrifying. Uh, they're all little bugs. Uh, even the made-up language in Hollow Knight is, like, very memorable to people where you can, like, remember certain catchphrases because it's just, like, they say it over and over again. It's just very uh, fun characters. Uh, great combat. It, it, it takes a while to get used to. There's, like, a delay. Sometimes uh, I'm playing on the Switch. Uh, but, yeah, it's such a fucking good game. If you want a platformer, if you want a good Metroidvania, if you want a world with just deep lore, it's it's the equivalent has been used to death. The Dark Souls of Blank has been yeah. used to death like a thousand times over. It very much is the Dark Souls of Metroidvanias. It's got a just profoundly deep lore to the whole world that you actually have to hunt down and figure out piece together yourself like in Dark Souls. Yeah. But there's so much content in it and it's Every time I look at it, it blows me away that it's made by, like, less than ten people total. I think, like, three dudes are the main uh, people working for Team Cherry. And I think they had a few other people, like, assisting with them. But it's, like, less than ten people made this game. And it just, it makes me more anxious for Silk Song to come out. Because, God, it's so good. Hell so, yeah. Even though, even though I'm not going to be on the plane for a while, I'm probably still going to be playing Hollow Knight from time to time. Because... There's plenty of stuff I didn't do when I first played it, and now that I know the story, there's plenty of stuff I'm catching on the second playthrough. I'm like, ah, that's what they're hinting at. Or like, oh, that's what that means. Nice. But it's, I love when that happens. It's so good. It's just such a fantastic game. I There's like a Steel Soul mode where it's like, death is permanent, no resurrections. Like, because the main mechanic in Hollow Knight, that's at least as unique as I've seen it from uh, everything else in it is uh, you kind of have, like, an energy bar, and you can use the energy to heal yourself from the very beginning. That's, like, the prime mechanic for it. So it's brutal. It's tough. You'll get hit, but you can heal yourself as long as you have enough energy, and you get energy back from attacking enemies. So you can balance it out. And, yeah, the Steel Soul mode is, like, be on top of your healing, because once you die, you die, and that's it. And I can't imagine playing that mode. I died against, like, the first, like, pseudo- mini boss guy like i can't imagine you know doing that mode myself there's definitely people who do it there are people who are obsessed with hollow knight rightfully so it's a absolutely astonishing game but some people who play that like i i can't imagine actually doing that myself it'd be so hard right so yeah hollow knight it it's got its hooked back into me it's just so delightful and wonderful nice one complaint is differentiating the setting, like, the environment and the enemies. Um, there's a few times where I've been killed by, like, a little pill bug rolling around an uh, enemy. And it's very simple. It just rolls up no ball and rolls back and forth and attacks you. But there's some environment that's in the foreground in front of you that, like, 
your character will walk behind in the game. And you kind of lose track of some of the smaller enemies running around on the ground with four ground, like, stalactites, like, sitting on the ground blocking some stuff. Right. So, and some of the color, in certain areas, that like, there's a lot of color theming in the areas, like, a lot of games. Um, so some of the colors really bleed together with this, like, dark indigo color in the first area, and all the enemies kind of have that coloring pattern to them. So it can be pretty easy to lose some of the smaller enemies in the background or in the environment. Um, that's probably my biggest complaint right now. But like I said, it's it's a very small complaint. And it's, you know, hey, you die, you go back to your bench, you find that enemy, kill him again, and you learn as you go. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, as long as you're not playing on the Steel Soul mode, you're fine. But yeah, God, it, that game's just so fucking good. I would yeah. love if Nintendo's like, Final Smash character, the vessel from Hollow Knight. Let's get, like, I would lose my mind. But yeah. if they didn't give it to Shovel Knight, I doubt they're going to give it to uh, the vessel. Yeah, damn, good point. So, that would be a really good move. Um, are you playing this on Switch, or is it on Steam for you? I- I'm playing it on Switch. Uh, I've held on- it is on Steam for anyone who is interested, uh, but I figure it makes a perfect like handheld, handheld. game. Handheld, oh my god. Uh, yeah. It's because it's 2D, because it's like the an- it- animation is not 3D uh, generated. Um, it's not too demanding on the switch, so like you can get a good run of the battery on it, like and you know before you have to charge it or plug it in. So, oh yeah, you know versus like Breath of the Wild, where you can play for like an hour and a half and it burns your battery out. So that makes sense. It's it's a wonderful platformer, and yeah, I I can't recommend it enough. And there's uh, DLC for it. There's like the Grime boss, which I I think I have. I never fought him, so I might try and do that this time. Um, but yeah, there's like a few updates to it, like two or three updates, and then the DLC, and then Silk Song is coming out eventually someday. So I I can't wait. It's just so good. Hell yeah! I'm playing on PS4 and wishing I could do the handheld thing. But the funny thing is, we also in recent news got an, an announcement that Steam is creating their own entrant. Uh, entering into the handheld space with the Steam Deck, which yeah. is also not great name i mean it's fine for <laughs> them because like obviously that's what they would just want to go with but there's also the elgato stream deck so anybody that's into streaming like it's just yeah. the stream deck the steam deck the seo is gonna be rough it's gonna it's just weird uh but yeah. anyway this thing looks like a glorified game gear i think is what you said uh it's i don't know it yeah i don't love it it's very much trying to be a switch contender it's it's a big screen in the center and then two uh, controllers on the side. I don't think they're detachable, um, but they got the joysticks and all the buttons at the very top of both controllers, and then the rest of the controller just seems like padding. Like, yeah, it's just bulk. I don't yeah. like that at all. And yeah, the placement of the actual controls are I don't very like strange. I think, like, yes, you will adapt to it, but man, that is, it does not comfortable looking or Could- normal. Compare that to the Switch layout. Yeah, because... What uh, the fuck were they... What drugs are they on that they think that the A, B, and the X, Y, or any of those controls next to the... Like, directly next to the analog? But what's interesting... What, yeah, what's interesting, though, is below the joysticks is, like, these little square like pads. pads? I, yeah, I've, I've been told they're touch pads, so... Like the PlayStation why? pads? why? Yeah, like, huh. in my opinion, if you have the in, the analog in, like, the joysticks, like... The uh, touchpads are I'm never going to use those touchpads. Yeah. Like, even if they do, like, oh, if you don't like the joysticks, you can move the characters around with the touchpad. Like, cool. 
I'll literally never use that, though. Yeah, it probably should have been one or the other, and at that point, they're like, we'll give them both options, but now, yeah. like you said, now, at that point, someone's going to pick one over the other. Yeah, because the joysticks and the buttons and the D-pad are all right next to each other, crammed up way at the top, and then it looks like yes. there's two other buttons on the top, and then on the back, there's like six buttons or something for the triggers. Oh, God. Like, there's a lot going on in the back. Um, so you have to be swapping your thumbs from the joysticks to the D-pad or buttons all the time. With the Joy-Cons on the Switch, yes, you will also be doing that. But also, there's times where I can get my pointer finger down and like hitting hitting the other buttons with my pointer finger as well as using the joystick if I need to. So it's really cramped. And then if you've ever played a handout controller, if you've ever played the Game Boy SP, if you played a, th- a DS, a 3DS the Game Gear, the Switch, for any prolonged period of time, like more than an hour, you get the claw. You get oh, your, it's you get, awful. Your fingers get stiff because they're not meant to be in that position for that long period of time. And your hands kind of lock up. And that's what this looks This looks like the worst version of that possible. Yeah, it'll so, just insta-claw you. Yeah, yeah I, this does not look comfortable to me. People are like, oh, I can play my Steam library mobile. It's like, cool. I don't love the Switch because it's mobile. It's very convenient, but like if I could hook it, if I had a TV to hook it up to, I probably would have done that most of the time. Because like yeah. I, I'm playing Hollow Knight in my computer chair, and my neck is stiff after like 30 minutes because I'm curled up like a you know fetus or like a shrimp, like playing this you know Hollow Knight. So, like yeah, it's convenient to play mobily, but God, this looks uncomfortable and unwieldy. It does, and it's funny, like. Yeah, the the specs are like whatever too. I've been told from people it's that are like great. super into it. Yeah, like it's it's really I don't know. It just feels like they want to be in the space, but this is gonna just kind of test the waters. I think even in some article I was reading, they're like, we're we're confident this is gonna sell millions of copies. I'm like, are you sure about that? I, like, <laughs> I don't doubt that this will sell copies. There's a pre-order already. It's like a five dollar pre-order, like just to get your name on one of them. Oh and, my god! And the website kept crashing. Just perpetually, like any, okay. anything new. So there's there's fervor for it. There's people that want it, but that's not. There's always people that want shit. Like that's that's yeah, not new. This doesn't look great. I I see. I think it's for a very specific gamer, like you said, people that have like very expansive uh, Steam libraries and just want that mobile capability. Sure. But it just feels yeah. like it's so bulky and big. I feel like you're literally just taking a gaming PC in your pocket. And it won't even fit in any pocket, realistically. It's just huge. And well, I don't know. Not for me. That's the thing with the Switch with the Joy-Cons that can come off. I'm able to slip it into my pockets like pretty yep. easily like for any of them because the screen is so much smaller without the controllers on the side. But and yeah, it's insta-dockable, is- whereas this is like, oh, once you're done with this, uh, fire up your gaming PC to pick yeah. up where you left off. It's yeah, just like, oh, my God. In. Yeah, and also I wonder what the consequences of that are. It's like okay, I have, I'm just gonna say Talisman just to piss you off up on my on my Steam Deck, and I also have Talisman up on my gaming PC. Am I allowed to play on both of them? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's where it gets dicey because if well maybe that's a bad example, but a game that's like yeah, so the cloud. But a game that gives you uh like i don't know singular progress like a a story driven game it's like oh and this on my steam deck i'm here and on my gaming pc like the the desync might be weird if you're playing them on the same time maybe that'll be weird though but right if you're just playing it and saving fine and you have stable internet connection with either yeah the cloud saving should be fine you should just be able to pick up and continue where you were in that game on the deck so it should be fine but yeah we I posted, like, we found a meme online where it's like, uh, the Game Gear was going to be the Game Boy Killer. 
the PSP was going to be the DS killer. The PS Vita was going to be a 3DS killer. And now the, de- the stream deck saying it's the Switch killer. It's like, yeah, right. Good luck. Some yeah. of those still exist, and they're all the Nintendo ones. Meanwhile, well, not, not Switch comes out with the OLED version of the Switch. Uh, well, that's that. I think honestly, that people are going to buy that over this any day. But we'll see. Well, I mean, it, the Switch is also still very much in demand. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, earlier today. He doesn't have a Switch because he still can't get one. He's having trouble getting them. Though I, you know, I'm sure if you look hard enough, you can find them. It's not like the PS5 uh, shortage. Which is um, still weird to me that people are struggling to get PS5s. That's sad as hell. You keep the demand up by not supplying it. If you supply everyone with what they need, they get it and they move on. But if you keep keep the fervor, keep them itching for it, they'll still want it. Uh, but yeah, the Nintendo Switch OLED model has been announced. And from what I can tell, it is white. The console, the deck, and the controllers are all white. Uh, the screen is... 0.8 inches bigger and it's got a 64 gig st- internal storage and that's it that's the only difference yep so yeah no it's not worth upgrading i don't think for anyone that no. already owns a switch why would you just spend 350 dollars to just get the new fancy white edition version i mean there's um, dumb people that do that anyway so someone's of gonna course, do it someone's gonna should. do that and I'm sure maybe certain uh, stores like GameStop or something will have an incentive Tides. of, like, trade in your old one, and yeah. it'll go towards the new one. But really, uh, yeah, not much of an upgrade there. I Sure, OLED screen sounds great. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful, yeah. but and that's going to be probably the standard moving forward for uh, handheld games. It's interesting seeing handheld gaming, like, still here. Like, I don't know, we saw the PSP, the Vita, and all that die. I, I don't know if PlayStation's ever going to get back into it. Uh, a lot of people are clamoring for that now that we're seeing such, like, a resurgence. Yeah, it's interesting because the Vita still kept going in Japan for a good long while after it kind of spiraled out here because Japan's pretty tight-knit. There's It's a lot of Metropolis stuff, so it's a lot of people in... <laughs> God forbid a country actually has a reasonable and well-executed public transportation. So there's a lot of people on public transit who are playing games, you know, while they're going to work and stuff out yeah. here. You kind of need a car for most places in the country. I'm in LA. It's one of the biggest cities in the country by far. You need a car here because public transit's garbage. So yeah. And unless you're driving a Tesla, you're not gaming on your way to work. So <laughs> no, it's so it's like, so the mobile market for here is still very much a thing, but it's not like you would see, you know, guys in business suits going to their office job, playing the Vita on the train in Japan. Uh, you wouldn't see that here. It's mostly for kids or people in our generation who, while they're out doing something, but you know, once you're an adult, you got less time for games. So it's, you're very rarely going out to just fuck around. Right. So, it's it's interesting, but hey, it's you know if this brings it back, cool. I'd love to see more competition in that market and Nintendo not dominating as much. But they got the competition has to make good stuff to make it a competition. So we'll see. Right, that makes sense. But yeah, so that's all that I really had for this episode. Anything going on I'll for you? OLED model is being released on October eighth. The reason that's noteworthy is because Metroid Prime is dropping on October eighth as well. 
Uh, Dread? Sorry, I'm looking at Dread. I don't know why I said... Yeah, Metroid Dread is dropping October 8th as well. Ooh, that is so exciting. So, I, when we were talking about uh, Hollow Knight, I meant to say, like, man, I know you're talking about how this is such a great platformer in the Metroidvania space. Like, I just can't wait for Metroid Dread. actual good Metroid. God. Looks it, so fucking good. It looks good. And, like, I, there's a part of me that's going to be like, it's going to disappoint you. Nintendo yeah. just always disappoints you. They don't care Maybe. about Metroid at all. They're going to shit all over this. But God, I hope it's as good as it looks, because it does look really good. That's the thing. There were so many good Game Boy Metroid games. I think this is back to that former glory. Let's yeah. uh, hope that's the case. I think it was like Metroid Zero or something. It was a fan-made one. and it was Oh, incredible. Zero Mission. So Zero good. Zero Mission. And they shut that down because of copyright stuff. It's like, then make oh, your own, Nintendo. Then oh, wait, make your not- own. Oh, Zero Mission was an actual licensed one that was on oh, okay. GBA, but the, there there might have yeah, I guess it was a, a different title. Yeah, probably a different title. There was a fan made one. I forget the exact title of it, but it was incredibly well done, a la the Game Boy Advance Metroid games, like a la right. Fusion. And yeah, it was so good. And Nintendo did a cease and desist and shut that down. It's like, then give us what we want. Make your own. Like you see how we see what we want. You see how popular this is. Just do that and. For some reason, it's the redheaded stepchild that Nintendo never wants to look at. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, give us, give us big beefy Samus. Let her snap. October eighth, though. Oh my October god, October eighth, it's coming. So yeah, maybe maybe Hollow Knight will gear me up for that when that comes out. But I'm still not Good pre-ordering shit. it because fuck pre-ordering games. I don't trust corporations. Yeah, true. Make them earn I- their money. Yeah, I need to still get Mario Golf. Anyway, we'll get there eventually, but Someday. that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, listeners. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Brandon, where can our listeners find you? You can find me at Twitter at ABTS Brandon. It's pretty un- uneventful there. Um, but if you want to hear me rant about something else besides video games, I got an anime podcast called Are Weeb There Yet? Uh, W-E-E-B. We watch three episodes and or slash a movie of an anime give a recap of it, give our opinions on it. It's a good way of getting a sampler platter of anime that you might be interested in, but you don't feel like committing time to, to watch time, committing the time to watch it. That's a sentence. There you go. <laughs> um, we've watched a lot of good ones. We've watched some pretty mediocre ones and we've watched good God. So much garbage. Uh, yeah, it happens. It, we watched one recently. Uh, well, eh, no one listens. I'll give you it. It, it was blood blockade battlefront was one we watched recently. It's got a great opening. It's got a great ending song. Really popular. I thought like, hey, this is a fan base. We watched it. Did not care for it. I wanted to see what the thrill about it, what the hype about it was. Watched all 12 episodes of the first season. Don't know what the fuck happens in that show. Genuinely put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you what happened in that show. So there's a lot of garbage out there. Yeah, sounds about right. But listener, check it out if you're interested. And if you like our show, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, uh, specifically twitch.tv slash ABT Silence is where I'm streaming a variety of games. In fact, tonight I'm doing an unboxing event for the Harry Potter trading card game. So if you weren't there for that in time, check the VOD. That's going to be a lot of fun. See what kind of old cards we can pull. Um, also playing lots of Fall Guys and uh, Pokemon Sword. Other than that. <laughs> Question mark? You said yeah, no, sure, I, was, I was thinking about that. I'm like, uh, no, it definitely Pokemon Sword. <laughs> And uh, you can follow my record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. I have some pretty cool releases on the horizon there, so keep an eye on the social media at MissedOutRecords. And the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to KindaAllright.BandCamp.com for more music from them. But that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys. See you.